from the makers of Aspern Lube, the hemorrhoid cream in the dark brown tube. We bring you into the laid-back life of that red-eyed redneck hippie, Pothead Parley Jenkins, and we invite you to spend a while puffin' with Parley. Parley is a friend of mine He's always puffing on his pipe Getting wasted all the time I don't believe he ever worked a day in his life He's just a living in a trailer With his big fat wife We take you now to the mobile home of Pothead Parley Jenkins And his portly platinum blonde wife, Wanda who live way down yonder in Lickskillet, Alabama, with Parley's grandmother, in a muddy little trailer park located on Butter and Eggs Road, just between the old Piggly Wiggly Shopping Center and the Snake Handling Church. It's currently around noon on a sunny southern Monday, and Parley has just crawled out of bed and begun his morning ritual, Mm. or should I say, afternoon ritual, of puffing away on his trusty water pipe and frying a few brain cells, a ritual Parley likes to call... Uh, wake. And bake. <coughs> Start today, rat. <coughs> now Parley has been up most of the night, as usual, practicing music and puffing pot with his band, a sort of bad, cheesy Leonard Skinner wannabe type group called the Cotton Mouths, which also includes his crazy older brother, a character by the name of Shopping Cart Parker Jenkins, on vocals, and their weird cousin Buford, the redneck beatnik bass player. Now these fellas all grew up together handling snakes, or taking up serpents as it's called, on Sundays at the Lickskillet Holy Rattler Handler Church, and spending the rest of their days as the rebellious good old boys they are at heart, chasing women, drinking beer, smoking pot, and playing their own homespun foot-stomping music, which by default makes them the official church band for the Sunday snake handling service, which just so happens to be the very place where Parley met his wife, the rather hefty-sized Wanda Jenkins, almost five years ago. Hey, Parker! Who's that big pretty blonde girl sitting over by Uncle Cecil that's done come to the snake handling service this morning? I ain't never seen her here before. Why, that's that big old gal that cooks them tacos and stuff down at the Bandito Burrito with my honey darling Juanita Jelly Roll. Boy, howdy. She sure is prettier than a sack full of water moccasins. Well, if you ask me, she looks more like a big old sack full of watermelons. Well, brother, them big old melons is just about right for the picking. I think I'm gonna go sit on her pew and let her handle my snake. Howdy, ma'am. I'm Parley Jenkins. What's your name, you big pretty lady, you? <laughs> Wanda Grubbs. Wanda Grubbs? That's a real pretty name. <laughs> well, Miss Wanda Grubbs, 
Welcome to the Lick Skillet Holy Rattler Handler Church, and I hereby invite you to take up this here serpent, drink this deadly obnoxious liquid, and talk in different tongues, and also let me take you out there into the chicken shack next Saturday night. <coughs> oh, Farley. <laughs> Are you getting fresh with me? You sure is a cute old rascal with that g- g- guitar and them snakes a slithering all over you. <laughs> Give me one of them critters and let me handle him. <laughs> you old rascal. <laughs> And so began a long hillbilly courtship and the two smitten redneck lovers were eventually married in a huge snake-handling wedding ceremony. Here comes the bride, big, fat, and white. Wanda is eating, and Polly is fried. Do you, Parley Jenkins, take this hair woman to be your lawful wedded wife? To love and cherish till death do you all part? I reckon. Do you, Wanda Jenkins, take this here fella to be your husband? To love and obey till death do y'all part? I do. Hold on there just a doggone minute. Wanda Jenkins? You told me your name was Wanda Grubbs. Well, yeah. My real name's Wanda Grubbs. Jenkins is just my adopted name. Give to me when my mama married my first stepdaddy, Cecil Jenkins. But he up and died on us, and then mama married Arnea. But he never did want to adopt me, so my name stayed Jenkins on paper. But I never did get knowed by that name, no ways, on account of how Cecil Jenkins worked my daddy for very long know-how. Besides, I'm fixing to marry you and be Wanda Jenkins anyways. So what's the difference? The difference is, Cecil Jenkins was my uncle. I married my step-cousin. Well, despite learning they were step-cousins, Parley and Wanda went ahead with their wedding, as is customary among rednecks, and they eventually settled down to live with Parley's grandmother in the Happy Home Trailer Park, where life has been basically the same for the last five years. Wanda working as a cook at the Bandito Burrito Mexican Diner, and Parley puffing pot, playing music, and getting thrown out of every bar and nightclub in the tri-state area with his crappy group, the Cottonmouths, who have finally run out of places to gig. 
Today, Parley stumbles through the house at noon to find Wanda busy in her kitchen at their small trailer home, enthusiastically waving her spatula in the air as she cooks up some pinto beans and collard greens for lunch. And when I say her kitchen, I do mean her kitchen. Even though she and Parley also live with Parley's grandmother, this part of the trailer is truly Wanda's domain. She rules her kitchen with an iron fist. I mean, she really throws her weight around in there. All 320 pounds of it. You see, Wanda loves food. She loves cooking it, and she loves eating it. She loves eating food even more than Parley loves puffing pot, which is certainly a lot, my friends. But lately, Wanda has grown tired of her job at the Bandito Burrito and with the confines of their small mobile home. But more than anything, she's been increasingly upset with Parley's lazy stoner ways and lack of income, and she started insisting that the time has come for Parley to... Quit pretending you're Leonard Skinner, numb nuts, and go find a real job and earn some money so we can afford to move into that new double wild trailer I want before it's time for the lick skillet snake handling rodeo when all my kinfolks come to visit from across the state line in Chicken Bone, Mississippi. Oh, Wanda, not now. I'm starving and them vittles sure is smelling up the place right nicely. What kind of grub's that you cooking anyways? I got me a case of the munchies so bad my poor old stomach's just a-sucking on my backbone. I ain't cooking nothing for you. You old lazy red-eyed fool. Look at you. It's 12.30 in the afternoon, and here you come stumbling into my kitchen in that old raggedy old bathroom that's about as toe up as you is. Want to know what I'm cooking? Like I'm cooking something for you. How in the hell are you going to eat anything anyway with that stupid looking bone stuck to your lip all the time? I thought I told you to get up this morning and go find a job and help get us up out of this little bitty old war out trailer. I told you, Polly, you not contributing to the income of this marriage is cheating us right out of a new home. Well, Wanda, you not conserving on the groceries in this marriage is eating us right out of our old home. I'll have you know that if it weren't for me, we wouldn't have the things we have today. And I'll have you know that if it weren't for you, folks wouldn't be starving over in dadgum Ethiopia neither. Parley, that smart mouth of yours ain't gonna get us in no new home neither. So you'd better stop all that huffing and puffing and go out and get a paying job so we can buy that new pretty green and brown double wide trailer with the pink shutters they got down there at the Dixie Dance double wide dealership. I got my big old heart set on that beautiful trailer, so you best be getting a job or else. Now just settle down there, lamb chop. You know me and the fellers been practicing real hard so we can rock the house at the next honky-tonk we play at just as soon as we get us a drummer. Oh, Parley, the only house that's going to do any rocking around here is this one. Every time I walk through this poor old trailer, it's damn near rocking right off the cinder blocks. Well, I guess so with you walking through it, Big Wanda. Besides, I'm planning on fixing that with some new underpinning when Grandma gets her crazy chick next month. Well, Parley, that's 
when all my kid folks is planning on a coming over from Chicken Bone for a visit, and we ain't gonna have no room for any of them to sleep in this little old trailer. Some of them's liable to have to take a blanket out back and sleep with the pigs. Knowing them kid folks of yours, they probably feel right at home. Don't you talk about my family like that, Parley Jenkins. At least my dear cousin Helen has enough room in her big old double-wide trailer kitchen to fix a mess of vittles for her whole family to pick out on. Well, if you just quit picking out on a whole family's worth of vittles in this kitchen, you might could get your big old double-wide trailer in the room. Parley! You better just shut that worthless little vittle hole of yours before I beat you like a stepchild with my big spatula here. And you'd better get out and get yourself a job. Wanda, I done told you. I got me an excuse for not having no job right now, big darling. Like I said, the band's been practicing like crazy for when we throw down at that new place out on Highway 9. The Booby Bungalow. Excuses, excuses. You always have some sorry excuse for not working. And speaking of sorry excuses, y'all are about the sorriest excuse for a band I ever done seen. Just one big tone-deaf clusterfuck. And you ain't even got no drummer. They ain't gonna want y'all playing that crap of yours at no Booby Bungalow. And besides, ain't no husband of mine gonna be at no booby bungalow or staring at all them topless floozies parading around in their birthday suit. The booby bungalow my behind. Polly, you are a boob. You and that no good brother of yours, that old bum, shopping cart Parker Jenkins. Just a sad old pair of boobs. Y'all ain't never gonna mount to a hill of beans with that awful out-of-tune horse hockey y'all trying to pass off as music. Y'all can't even keep a steady gig nowhere. Hell, the only reason they keep y'all around as a snake-handling church band is because all them other musicians in town are scared of the snakes. And besides that, after handling all them deadly snakes and drinking all that obnoxious poison liquid, the congregation's so out of it, they don't even notice that you're all out of tune. Oh, Wanda, I swear the cotton mouse has been practicing real hard, and we're starting to sound gooder than grits. We got that new stage routine all worked out with the snakes, and if we could just get us a drummer, we're sure to get another paying gig at one of these old honky-tonks around here real soon. I promise you, sugar puss. Well, y'all better, because I'm promising you something too, Parley Jenkins. If you and them cotton mouse ain't got a paying gig somewhere other than a booby bungalow, by next week, I swear, I'm going to leave you and go move in with my cousin Helen over in Chicken Bone in a big old fancy double wide and get me a new job cooking at the Cornbread Cafe. And you can take this dilapidated old trailer and you can move all them cotton mouth boobs in here with you for all I care. Oh, Wanda. Try creamy new Aspern Lube today. Aspern, 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 ooh. 
like Asburn Lube. I wouldn't lie to you. After Wanda leaves to go to work at the Mexican diner, Parley raids the refrigerator in another of his afternoon rituals, then shuffles his way down to the Piggly Wiggly grocery store in search of his big brother and bandmate, Shopping Cart Parker, who works there during the day, bagging groceries and rounding up shopping carts in the parking lot. He can usually be found loafing back behind the store in the alley beside the big green dipsy dumpster, toking on a marijuana cigarette during one of his frequent breaks from herding shopping carts. We now join Parley as he approaches the dumpster to find Parker deep in conversation with one of his co-workers, a clean-cut high school kid working as a part-time bag boy. Well, I'm telling you like it is, kid. The establishment wants you to fail. Don't let your old man make you go to college and be one of them goofy tax accountants. A taxidermist. Now there's a profession for you, son. Have you ever seen the beauty of a stuffed water moccasin mounted on a piece of driftwood in the strike position? What are y'all two fellas talking about? Howdy, little brother. We just discussing about how young Orville here done gone and got his little cousin Lurleen pregnant. What's going on with you? Nothing. Except we really gotta get ourselves a paying gig at a honky-tonk real soon, or else Wanda's gonna up and leave me. Too bad they won't let us play down at the Blue Goose no more. They ain't right for kicking us out just because one of our snakes got loose and ate their mascot. Yeah, and you remember what Big Bobby Earl said he'd do to us if and we ever showed up at the Possum Palace again. Hey, what about that new place out on Highway 9, the Booby Bungalow? They is taking auditions for a band, you know, and they got naked women and everything. Nope, won't work. They ain't gonna want us with no dang drummer, and besides, Wanda'll throw a hissy fit for sure if she even thinks I done been down at that booby bungalow with them naked women prancing around. I ran that bar this morning and she weren't having no part of it. But dang it, we got to find somewheres to play and get paid for it and soon, or I'm gonna have to go find a real job. Well then, I ain't sure what to tell you, Parley. We done been run out of Purton near every honky-tonk from here to Talladega. Just where in tarnation was you figuring on us playing at? Your backyard and charging admission? No, don't be silly, Parker. That's a f- Hey, hold on just a doggone minute there. I think you done give me a idea. I did? You sure did. Just think what it'd be like if we had our own juke joint to play at all the time. And couldn't nobody ever run us off no more. And folks could come there and have a whole down with some good eating, pool tables, and snake handling and everything. Yeah, and waitresses and them little Daisy Duke cut-off britches. Hell yeah, and sawdust on the floor. And signs on the bathroom door saying, steers and heifers. Yeah. And our juke joint would have to have a real good name, like the... the I got it. I got it. The Snake Pit. The Snake Pit. Well, slap the dog and spit in the fire, Parker. We done got ourselves a real good idea for a honky-tonk. 
And as much as my big wife Wanda likes to cook, she could run the kitchen and fix all them good vittles for everybody. Sure. Everybody loves Wanda's cooking down at the Bandito Burritos. It's the best in Lick Skillet. Even better than Shirley Crump's over at the Eat and Go. Yeah, but the only problem is, where in Lick Skillet could we put the snake pit? And how in the same hell are we supposed to pay for a place to put it nowhere? I ain't got no money, and Wanda's saving for that dang double wide she wants so bad. Oh, Lordy, Wanda'll never go for this in a million ding dang years. Now hold on just a cotton picking second, Parley. I just thought of something. Remember how that fancy talking lawyer supposed to get Cousin Buford all that money on account of that faulty slot machine lever a whacking him in the nuts at the casino? Yeah, I remember. He said he's gonna use it to open up his own beer store and boutique so he could get drunk and look at women all day long. Well, I was thinking maybe we can talk old Buford into opening the snake pit with us instead. You reckon there's a chance he would? He just might. If we can convince him, he'll still get to drink beer and look at women all day long. Friends, are you one of the millions living with the embarrassing pain and discomfort of hemorrhoids? Do you find yourself squirming in your seat, trying to find a position that's comfortable? Or fidgeting at the supermarket in the checkout line because you've really got an itching where the sun don't shine? If rectal relief is what you're after, then why not try new medicated Asburn Lube, the hemorrhoid cream in the dark brown tube. Once you rub in new Asburn Lube with the fun and easy new applicator system, you'll again be sitting pretty right along with the best of them. Remember, with Asburn Lube, a little dabble do ya where the dew passes through ya. Warning, may cause severe rectal bleeding. And now, back to our show. It's now early evening, and the sun is just going down as Parley and his brother Parker make their way to the very back of the Happy Home trailer park to the overgrown yard filled with old washing machines and rusty cars where their cousin Buford, the redneck beatnik, lives in his roach-infested trailer. Um, um, that's roach as in, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) the end of a joint. (laughs) Uh, anyway, Buford lives alone, so naturally all the Cottonmouth's band equipment stays at Cousin Buford's trailer, being well guarded by the many venomous snakes Buford keeps for handling during their shows. Let's listen in and see what Cousin Buford thinks of the Jenkins brothers' plan for their very own honky-tonk. Don't you get it, Cousin Buford? Our own dadgum honky-tonk called the Snake Pit. It's like it was meant to be. Can't you just picture it now? Come see the cotton mouse in the Snake Pit. All we need is a building to put it in. Oh, yeah, man, like me, is it? I can dig that, cousins. Wow, baby. So, Cousin Buford, do you think you might want to use your lawsuit money to help us buy a place to turn into the snake pit? Like, I'm hip to that, cats. I mean, uh, I dig it the most. But will I be able to guzzle foam and focus on skirts all day while I'm a coppin' gravy at this here frolic pad of yours? Say, what? Yeah, Buford. 
You can drink beer and look at women while the snake pit makes you money. Cool, daddy-o. I reckon I can lay on some bread for this racket you're spouting. We ain't talking about no dang bread, Buford. We need us some- He means money, stupid. Thanks, Cousin Buford. You won't regret this. Our own snake pit. Come on, Parley. We gotta go find ourselves someplace that's just right for the future home of the cotton mouse. Yeah, the snake pit. Yeehaw! <laughs> so, the Jenkins brothers leave Cousin Buford's trailer with high heads and high hopes of finding a place they can soon turn into the juke joint of their dreams. A place where the Cottonmouths can perform their snake handling concerts every night and not get kicked out. A place where Big Wanda can have a big kitchen all her own to whip up her big meals for all the townsfolk to come enjoy. A place like the old abandoned Bob's Redneck Pig Boy restaurant out on Ringneck Road, which happens to be the only commercial property available in the Lickskillet Gazette real estate ads that Parker's reading right now that would even be suitable for turning into a small nightclub like the one they have in mind. Let's check back in with the Jenkins brothers as they look through the newspaper. Well, dang it, Parley. There ain't nothing in this real estate ad excepting for maybe one place, but I ain't sure we'd want to put that snake pit there. Well, where's that at, Parker? You remember that old building out past Walmart that used to be Billy Bob's Redneck Pig Boy's Restaurant? With the statue out front of that pig boy holding up a hamburger in the air. Oh, that place. Yeah, I know about that old place. Folks say that place is haunted. Haunted? Yeah, haunted with the ghost of redneck pig boy. Who died there when he choked on a ham hock from the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. Oh, you don't believe them old silly superstitions, do you, Harley? Yep. There ain't no such a thing as no ghost of redneck pig boy. Well, all I know is they say that soon after redneck pig boy died, strange things started happening in that place. This one lady said she's a getting herself another helping of hog jowls and black-eyed peas when she heard a deep voice come up from behind her saying, Choking on my hammock, give me the hand lick. Choking on my hammock, give me the hand lick. <laughs> that poor old lady said it nearly about scared the first helping her black-eyed peas right out of her. Then there's all them folks that swear they done seen the eyes in that pig boy statue of following them when they walk past it. And I know you remember the time they said all the Polish sausages and hot dog wieners started flying around the room and whacking everybody in the head. Oh, that ain't nothing but an old wives' tale, Parley. It was one Polish sausage and Velma Perkins threw it at her husband Jarvis. And that woman that said she heard that voice and got scared is old Eula Mae Whitfield, who's crazier than a loon anyways. She's always hearing somebody in her head a-talking to her that ain't there. But the real scary part is her a-talking back to him. You ain't gonna let some old ghost story keep you from having our snake pit, is you, Parley? You ain't scared, is you? No, but what about that feller that owns the place? Billy Bob Barnett. I heard he got so paranoid that the ghost was gonna get him that he sometimes stood perfectly still, frozen with fear, especially when it was a full moonlight. Moonlight? Parley, you need to get them ears of yours checked out. It was moonshine. 
Old Billy Bob Barnett was all paranoid that there's a gonna catch him with the perfect steel that was full of moonshine. That's why he had to shut down the restaurant so he could stand guard at the moonshine still up in the hills. Well then, what are we waiting for? Let's call him up and see what he wants for the place. All right, give me the telephone. Let me do the talking. Is this Mr. Billy Bob? Yes, sir. What can I do you for? My name's Parker Jenkins, and I'm a calling about your building for sale. And I was told that you was sir, gonna be. Sir, I swear on my aunt Hattie's grave, that place ain't painted. That was just the old vicious rumor started by my ex-wife Lulu, so's I'd go out of business on account of she's mad because I got possession of the El Camino in our divorce. I'll even give you a dirt cheap deal on the place if you'll take it off my hands. How's 30,000 sound to you? And that's including the redneck pig boy statue out front. What do y'all say about that? Well... All right then, all right then, how about 20,000? And I'll even pay the land taxes for a whole year. The land taxes? I plumb forgot about them. Okay, okay then. You're a tough man to bargain with, I can tell. How's 15,000 sound to you? And I'll get Reverend Doolittle to go down there and cast all them ghosts out of there from that place and fix it up real nice for you. Well, Mr. Billy Bob, it sure sounds like I know a good deal when you say one. So I reckon you can get the Reverend ready and I'll get the money up and holler back at you in a day or two. Alright then. Goodbye. So long. Well, what'd he say? He said we can get it for 15000 and he'd even get Reverend to preach all them ghosts out of there too. You mean do one of them sexorcisms? No, you moron. A sexorcism's what they do when they cut that old fork skin off a little feller's pecker. Well, what's the Reverend gonna do then? He's gonna castrate all them ghosts out of there, Parley. Does your behind treat you unkind? Does it feel like a spear has pierced your rear? If there's a burn in your backside and it feels like your crack's fried, then maybe it's time you tried Asburn Lube, the hemorrhoid cream in the dark brown tube. Asburn Lube is fortified with our patented new roid blockers, which go to work quickly where your butt feels prickly. So now there's no need to frown when you have to sit down. Make your rear end your friend again with soothing new Asburn Lube, the hemorrhoid cream in the dark brown tube. And remember, a little dabble do ya where the dew passes through ya. Warning, do not use on genitals. Well, the Jenkins brothers have now decided to buy the old Redneck Pig Boy restaurant and turn it into their own bar called the Snake Pit, where they can showcase their Southern Rock Reptile Handling Band. And Parley's wife can have her own kitchen and diner. An exorcism was planned to rid the place of ghosts, and the boys decided to call it a night. So Parker made his way back to Cousin Buford's house to tell him all about the deal, and Parley raided the refrigerator once again, and now he is preparing himself to tell the good news to his wife, Wanda, when she returns home from work in just a moment. Well, Wanda should be getting home pretty soon. Just wait till she hears the good news about the snake pit, that big fancy kitchen she's gonna get. Woo-wee! She's gonna be happier than a hellhound in Hades. While hellhound in Hades are a good choice of words to use when referring to Wanda, 
Happy is not, and tonight is no exception, as she has just been through a very rough night on the job at the Mexican diner and is in no mood for nonsense. Shh, here she comes. Well, how's my large love muffin doing tonight? Don't even start with me, Parley. I'm about as mad as a wet hen in tote sack. We done ran out of tortilla shells at work and had to use Wonder Bread. On top of that, they started making us wear them stupid-looking cardboard sombreros. Well, big darling, how would you like to quit flipping them tacos down at the Bandito Burrito and start cooking up them good homemade vittles at your very own restaurant with a big old fancy kitchen and waitresses and everything? What in the world are you talking about, Parley? I believe that weed done warped your wig. No, it ain't, Wanda. I'm being serious. What if you could have your own place with a big old fancy kitchen where you could fix up the kind of vittles you like and have the whole town come eat them while they're sitting in them little booths with checkered tablecloths on them? Wouldn't that be nice? Sure it would. And you could have lunch and dinner specials and serve my favorite, Sal's Belly Steak, and all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. That sounds good. And there could be a little bar on one side of the room with a little dance floor and a jukebox in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Or better yet, a little stage in the corner. Yeah, with a real band playing music. What do you think about that? I think that all sounds fine and dandy, Parley. But just where in tarnation is this wonderful place of mine supposed to come from? The Tooth Fairy? I done already lost all my teeth, you know. Well, hold on to your upper dentures, Wanda, because we're opening up our own little honky-tonk here in Lick Skillet called the Snake Pit. You, me, and the Cotton Mouths. The Cotton Mouths? Polly, have you fried your cotton-picking mind? Well... Which one of you cotton brains thought this up? Wait, let me guess. With a name like the Snake Pit, it had to be Parker. Actually, it was me that thunked that up, Wanda. Since you so hot and bothered about wanting me to get a job, I just figured maybe this was a way for us to have our own family business, and you can cook, and I can rock the house till the cows come home. And we can all just have us a good old snake-handling hoot nanny all the time, that's all. I thought you'd kind of like the idea. Oh, the idea just sounds wonderful, Parley. It's the reality that sort of slushed me across the jaw and makes me want to say, Parley, you ignorant nincompoop, where in the dickens was you figure on putting this snake pit idea you on that you done thuck up? How in hell are you going to pay for it know how? You and them two cottonheads. Well, it just so happens that one of us cottonheads had just fixed to come into some moolah. Cousin Buford done hit the jackpot at that casino, and he's gonna put up the money. You mean your dumb Cousin Buford? That buck-toothed, beret-wearing, beatnik, redneck done won some money gambling at a casino? No, a faulty slot machine lever whacked him in the nuts, and he sued him for a million dollars. And you're telling me that he's gonna put up the money for y'all a place to play at, and for me to have a restaurant at? That's right, dumpling britches. We done got the perfect place all picked out and everything. It'll need some fixing up, 
but Parker said it was the deal of a lifetime and that it was meant to be. It was meant to be, huh? Well, where's this place at anyhow? Over in that old building that used to be Billy Bob's Redneck Pig Boy Restaurant out past Walmart on Ringneck Road. You know that old place, don't you? I sure do. And I know I don't want nothing to do with that old place. Folks say it's hated with the ghost of Redneck Pig Boy. Well, Parker said all them old ghost stories was just an old wife's tale. And anyways, Reverend Doolittle's gonna go down there and castrate that old ghost of Redneck Pig Boy right out of there with exercises. Reverend Doolittle? Yep. And Parker said he done haggled old Billy Bob down to nearly about giving us the place for nothing. Don't you see, Wanda? This is our chance to finally get our own little piece of heaven right here in Lickskillet. We can have all our dreams come true. You with your own big old kitchen, and me with the official headquarters of the Cotton Mouth. Woo-wee! I can hardly wait till I'm handling my first snake in there. Well, you just better make damn sure that all them hanks is gone up out of there before you go getting all excited about the place, Polly. Taking up serpents is one thing, taking up spirits is another. You mean like white lightning? No, Polly, like white ghostesses. While Parley and Wanda are busy bickering about the ghost of Redneck Pig Boy, Parker and his cousin Buford are at Buford's trailer passing the bong and discussing the finer points of Buford's lawsuit against the casino. So you say that faulty slot machine handle really done a number on your testicles, huh, cousin Buford? Like, what a drag, daddy-o. I mean to say, I was a crazy cat all talking like this. Not a ball. So when did that fancy lawyer say he's gonna get paid for all your pain and suffering? My mouthpiece said them squares would lay that bread on me about next Thursday. It'll be a gasser. Yeah, I reckon so. And how much did you say they was planning on settling for? 50,000 smackaroos. Golly, Buford, that's nearly about 25,000 a night. You got that right, daddy That faulty one-armed bandit was a luck jackpot, even though my nutsack shot. Well, then that 15000 for that Bob's Redneck Pig Boy bill ought not, not be but a drop in the bucket. Gravy, cousin. Pure gravy. That joint's as good as a gift. But what about that crazy ghost up there? When's he gonna be a real gone guy? It's all taken care of, Buford. Reverend Doolittle's gonna go up there tomorrow and castrate all them ghosts out of there. Oh, really? Well, I'm certainly hip to that, cat. Like, wow, Dad. That's cruel. Oh, Cousin Buford, you're a nutcase. (laughs) And so ends the night, with everyone in agreement to let the Reverend Doolittle rid the Bob's Redneck Pig Boy restaurant of ghosts, buy it, and turn it into the rockin'est juke joint this side of the Tom Bigby River with red checkered tablecloths, pretty waitresses, and everything. 
and every one of the Jenkins family members went to bed with dreams of their own snake pit, with lunch specials and line dances of the electric slide, and the next day is starting out just about the same as any other, with Parley sleeping until noon, but he has just been awakened by the sound of the telephone ringing. So, well, get up, yo waist. Stop forever, do little, do these little things. Get all them old hates out of the big boy restaurant. You gonna come have a look see at the proceedings? Uh, well, I, I was gonna, um, uh, I had to go. Uh, I, I mean, uh. Oh, Parley, don't tell me you're scared that old ghost of redneck pig boy is gonna come out and get you. That hay ain't nothing to be fearing. Reverend Doolittle's gonna get rid of him for us. You'll see. He'll be gone out of there for sure. Yeah, and so will I. Till I know that place is ghost free. You old Freddy cat. Come on, let's go down there and watch a good old Reverend get rid of all them ghosties, Harley. Anyway, you'll know for sure they're all gone. And Wanda know there ain't nothing to be worried about. Well, all right. I reckon I could take my good book and a rattlesnake or two for protection from them evil spirits and demons. Sure, Polly. I even got a little bottle of mean spear right here in my pocket for protection from them demons in your head, too. <laughs> Get on up and you and Wanda meet us down at the Redneck Pig Boy after lunch. Okay, Parker. But first, let me get my old head in the right spirit. We'll return to our show in just a moment, folks. But first, let me tell you about our fabulously flatulent summer burning buns contest. Just send in three used tubes of new super strength Asburn lube, and you'll be automatically entered into our sweepstakes with over $327 in prizes, including a Harvey Davidson-shaped therapeutic cushion donut seat, along with a half a week's supply of new Asburn lube, the hemorrhoid cream in the dark brown tube. Just send in your name and address, along with three used tubes of new Super Strength Asburn lube, to our home office at 469 Rearburn Alley, 09812. Oh, 09 was this fat kid who would eat anything, but anyway, don't delay. Get off that stack of Asburn lube tubes you're sitting on today and get them in the mail and on their way. And soon you'll hear your hemorrhoids say, Asburn, 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 ooh. Nothing suits like Asburn lube. I wouldn't lie to you. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point in our story, The Jenkins brothers, along with Wanda and their cousin Buford, have agreed to meet the Reverend Doolittle down at the old Billy Bob's Redneck Pig Boy building this afternoon. Could this old restaurant actually be haunted with the ghost of Redneck Pig Boy? And if so, just what exactly will it take to get rid of him? Well, we'll soon find out as we rejoin the Jenkins crew as they wait for Reverend Doolittle to arrive at the restaurant to perform an exorcism. Well, here we are at the old redneck pig boy restaurant. Excepting for a few cobwebs and whatnot, the place don't look too bad. Needs some painting and fixing up, but it don't look haunted to me. 
I don't know. It's awful d d dark in there. And that redneck big boy statue sure is looking at me funny. Like he don't want us here. He's looking at me. Yeah, he does look kind of spooky. Standing there with that big old hamburger in his hand. Looking like he's watching us. Oh, he ain't watching nobody. He's just an old statue for corn's sake. Just think what he'll look like when we get all that bird shit cleaned off him and put a big old snake in his hand instead of that hamburger. <laughs> snake handling pig boy. Well, I know I ain't going inside that place till Reverend Doolittle gets here. I'm scared. Lordy Parley. You're about as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Here, get you a swig of this here alcohol I brought along in my good old tin bottle flask. It'll calm your nerves. All right, let me get a few sips of that. That sure hit the spot. Woo-wee, that's a good-tasting white lightning. No, that's gin, Parley. Oh, now. I know my spirits, and that's definitely white lightning in that there bottle. Moonshine. Demon water. It ain't no demon water, Parley. It's genitalia. Genitalia? Yeah, made it myself. Just drank it, Parley, and shut up. Oh my gosh. Here comes Reverend Doolittle. Quick, hide that bottle. Hey, Reverend! Why, hello there, friends, hello. I see you've given in to the temptations of the devil by drinking from that flask of evil alcohol. As your brother and reverend in faith, I ask you now to surrender that bottle of the devil's brew to me for disposing of later in the name of the Almighty. Praise the Lord and pass the snakes. Uh, here you go, Reverend. Sorry you had to see that. I was just telling Parley here to put that demon drink away. It's ruining his life. You heard Reverend Parley. Now do as he says and give him that bottle. Uh, 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 oh, oh, here you go, Reverend Doolittle. Uh, sorry about that. That's quite all right, Brother Parley. The good Lord always forgives. I'll just put this here in my coat pocket for disposing of later. Well, we sure appreciate you coming down here on such short notice, Reverend. How you doing this afternoon? Glorious, just glorious, my serpent-handling brethren, sister, and dear cousins, all of you. It's a fine, fine day for casting out demon spirits from a haunted dwelling. Praise the Lord. Get this evil pig boy spirit to relinquish his hellish hold on this here Billy Bob's pig boy restaurant. Hallelujah. Amen. So you reckon you can get that old ghost up out there for us, Reverend? Reckon? Son, there's nothing this here good book can't do. When I go in there and read aloud from the scriptures and take up a multitude of these venomous serpents, and especially when I start splashing this here bottle of holy water on him, 
He'll be a running for the nearest graveyard to halt instead of this here restaurant. That's holy water you got in that there bottle? It sure is, dear Sister Wanda. One splash of this blessed water on that old ghost is like urinating on an electric fence. The shock will run him out of there for sure. Well, how about we get on out of your way and let you get to work then, Reverend? Here's the key to the front door. Billy Bob said just go on in and make ourselves at home. But uh, I don't think we all ought to go in till we're, uh, t- t- you know, till we know for sure that holy water done shocked the piss out of that old pig boy. I mean, uh, you know, till it done shocked him on out of there. Okay, dear friends and flock. Stand back while I bravely enter this pig-possessed establishment, armed with my good book and my bottle of holy water, to cast out the evil spirit swine in the name of the Holy Spirit divine. Please pray for me, friends. See you later, Reverend Little. God bless you. See you Sunday. Dang you, Parker. Why'd you have to go and say all that stuff to the reverend about that alcohol? Oh, don't worry about it, Parley. Here, I pickpocketed that bottle of gin back from the reverend when he went to go in the restaurant. Alright, I was just needing another drink. My nerves is shot. Hey, this stuff tastes like the water from the church water fountain. Let me see that bottle. Why, this here's that bottle of holy water Reverend Doolittle had. I must have pickpocketed the wrong pocket. You two stupid cotton-headed hillbillies done sent Reverend Doolittle in there with a bottle of bathtub gin to splash on that old ghost. Redneck pig boy ain't gonna get shocked. He's gonna get sloshed. Oh, for the love of Oh, Pete. my gosh. The look in the eyes of the redneck pig boy statue. They just looked at me and winked and blinked and got all googly woogly. Oh, you're just imagining all them things, Wanda. No, the hell she ain't. Look at him. The redneck pig boy statues are getting all red eyed and crazy looking. He's opening his snout. He's. he's. Reverend for my Indian, wash him down with gin. Reverend for my Indian, wash him down with gin. gin. Holy Jesus! Let us get the hell out of here! Go! (laughs) Well, it looks like the ghost of Redneck Pig Boy does exist, and from their reaction to his haunting oinks. It looks as if the Jenkins crew may have kicked up a little dust while hightailing it out of there and skedaddling in a rip-roaring redneck rampage. Oh well, at least they were able to escape from the scene, unlike Reverend Doolittle, who will not be delivering the next serpent-handling Sunday sermon after all. He's probably in hog heaven right about now, or at least the ghost of redneck pig boy is. And poor old pothead Parley is back at his tiny trailer home, puffing away on his plastic water pipe and patiently putting up with his proverbial punishment from Wanda, who is, as they say, fit to be tied. Parley, you stupid, ignorant pinhead! You and that dumb brother of yours done really chopped my ass this time! I can't believe you let Reverend Doolittle go in there with that homemade rod cut and get ate up by that ghost of redneck pig boy! 
that place was hainted. But no, you wouldn't listen. You kept saying, the snake pit, the snake pit, we're going to have a snake pit. Well, Polly, I've had about enough of your snake shit. But all I can handle, you're about as worthless as tits on a board. Which reminds me, that poltergeist pig boy got me so upset, I nearly about jumped right out of my moo-moo and had a heart attack right then and there. I'm so mad I could shit pine cones. Polly, if you ever get me into anything like that again, I swear, I, I'll put my foot so far up your ass, I'll be stepping on your face. I'm serious, Polly. You're on my shit list now. You screwed up royally, mister. You can just sleep out on the porch swing tonight. Take them snakes out there with you, too. I'm tired of listening to all them rattlers all the time. Always a rattling and slithering around and hissing. I'm having a hissy fit here. Get that bong out of your mouth and listen to me. Are you listening to me? Parley? Parley? Well, folks, I think maybe it's best we leave these two countryfied lovebirds alone to deal with things in their own special down-home way. I'm almost certain this slight setback will only serve to bring these kissing cousins closer together in their rocky reptile-handling relationship. We'd really like to thank you for tuning in, and we hope you had fun puffing with Parley and all his redneck kin. Our cast included the overdubbing idiot as the voices of Parley, Buford, Billy Bob, and the ghost of redneck pig boy, along with Uncle T-Bone as the voices of Parker, Wanda, and the Reverend Doolittle. All characters and events are completely fictional, as well as extremely stupid and imbecilic. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, is absolutely coincidental and also very unfortunate, since some of the characters are inbred too. Puffin' with Parley was written, directed, and produced by the Ostrich Brothers for Aspern Lube Industries, a division of the Cheese Jizz Company, makers of fine genital health products everywhere. Be sure to look for our wonderful creams, lubricants, and sauces in your grocer's meat case and in the toiletry aisle. And don't forget to tune in next time when we'll hear Parley say... Hey, Parker! Who's that pretty girl over there with them legs that go up and make a fine ass of themselves? Oh, that's old Butterface. Butterface? Yeah, everything looks good. Butterface. <laughs> well, if you ever get back to Lick Skillet, we'll pass you Parley's bong and you take a big hit. Grab a handful of snakes and a sing-along song Everybody puffing on Parley's bong Puffing with Parley all of the time Ain't nothing like a puffin' and it sure feels fine A head full of smoke and the snakes entwine Parley Jenkins is a real good friend of mine I said, Parley Jenkins is a real good friend of mine.